Hey, 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 what's up? Welcome back to the Claim the Stage podcast. I hope you are doing well. It is the midst of winter in New England, and it hasn't been bad so far. Not a lot of snow. I actually love snow, but there hasn't been a lot of snow. It's been pretty mild and no cabin fever yet. Life is good over here, in case you're wondering about my status. <laughs> um, welcome to the show. I'm Angela Lucier. I am your host. I'm also a speaker and author and the founder of the Speaking School for Women and the Speaker Sisterhood, which is a network of speaking clubs. But today's episode is completely dedicated to the Speaking School for Women, which is my online course. It's six weeks long, and it's where I teach powerful, courageous women how to become paid speakers. So if you have an interest in building speaking into your business or as a side business in 2017, you are in the right place. And since I only teach this course twice a year, I get really fired up the month leading up to it because I'm like, oh my God, I want to find the perfect women to be in my course that are excited about this and they want to learn and they want to grow and they want to go out and do it. So last week's episode was also dedicated to the speaking school. That was part one of today's episode. And I interviewed Megan Goderov and Kelsey Flynn, who were both students in my speaking school in the fall and in the spring last year. And I asked them what they've been up to since they graduated, because I wanted to share some of their stories so you can hear about what happens after you go through the course and learn a little bit about, a little bit more about whether or not this is a good option for you. So if you have questions about what it's like and what you'll get out of it and if it's worth it, I think you'll love today's episode. Today, I talked to three more students. One is Sandra Costello, who is a photographer who's looking to get out there and use her voice more and to inspire audiences to do things they think they can't do. I'll also talk to Mindy Rodenberg, who is all about creating a human connection between uh, her clients and their clients, their customers. How do they brand themselves better and create a stronger relationship? And Mindy shares a really great story about something that happened to her on stage this year that I totally loved and will probably have to tell that story until the end of time. And then the third person I talk with is Don Powell Morris, who is one of our international students from England. And she talks about one of the things she determined after she went through the speaking school that actually has nothing to do with speaking, well, it does a little bit, but it's not something you do on stage, and um, how she came to that conclusion and what she's doing with it now. And she's actually not the only person who came to that conclusion, so I share a little bit of that. And it's just a lot of good stories, a lot of love. I feel like these women are in my family. We got really close in the speaking school, and I think that comes across in these conversations. So without further ado, I introduce you to my first interview with Sandra Costello. It's my pleasure to welcome Sandra Costello to the show. Sandra, thanks so much for being here today. Thank you so much, Angela. I am excited to be here as always to spend this time with you. Oh, I, I want you to tell everyone listening about what you do and who you are, because you are one special, amazing woman, and I am so lucky to know you. Don't make me cry on this podcast. <laughs> I mean, crying <laughs> is totally acceptable if we have to go there. <laughs> so my name is Sandra Costello, and my business is Sandra Costello Photography. I am a people person, and I photograph people, and I love what I get to do. Most of what I do is, is portraits, but I also photograph weddings and events, and I have real gratitude for the work that I get to do. That's awesome. And so as a photographer, what made you want to sign up for the speaking school? What, what changed or what brought about the inspiration to want to go from taking pictures of people to talking? <laughs> Well, talking has never been a difficult thing for me to do. So let's just start right there. <laughs> but but I think what changed for me was I I always I I've always known that I've enjoyed connecting with people and having opportunities to engage with people allows folks to better appreciate what I do and how I do it. But what what really brought the, the change about was last summer, I was in my studio, and while I was there, a, a bullet came through my window, like literally a bullet came through my window. And it was a terrifying moment. And what could have happened 
after that moment was that I could have fallen into a deep depression, which, you know, I definitely felt upset and down and, and unsure after that happened. But then I started to take that, that moment as an opportunity to really assess my business and to think about how I was connecting with people, how I was putting my business out in the world, and was, you know, was I doing the work that was completely fulfilling? And during that time, I started to look at my business in a really different way. So I started looking at how I was photographing people and who I was photographing, but I also thought about how I was putting myself out in the world as a connector and as someone who was sharing messages of inspiration and bringing people together and sharing my own story stories as a way to help people and get them fully on board with how I photograph people, which is I want people to know that I love them just the way that they are. I want them to be their full authentic selves and that right there is beautiful and that's what I want to capture. So that bullet in the window that one morning really just, it clarified things for me and I am so grateful for that opportunity. Wow. I love that you turn that into a moment to reflect and to think about where you're going with your life. Because you're right, that's a terrifying moment that could make you go in many different directions. But you looked at it as an opportunity. And so what did you do next? Well, that's, that's good. There's a, there's a kind of a lot to that. I think for a little while, I really just sat with what were the next moves. Because I think when, when that happened, I, I closed my studio, I, I started working from my home, and I had some time to really think about things. I was busy. It was during a very busy time for me, so I didn't have a lot of time, but it would creep into my thoughts. And I knew that I wanted to work with you, Angela. You and I had kind of played around with different ideas of how to make that work, and then your speaking school came up, and I thought, this, this is exactly what I need in my life right now, and this would, be, this would be the way that I would find my voice to bring me to the next step in my business and in, in my public speaking career, because I, I felt somewhere deep down inside that there was something that I wanted to say but I didn't quite know how to make that happen. And by you know, signing up for your course, it completely opened up my heart and my mind to new possibilities. And it was, it was more than I imagined it could be. Wow. And I remember each week talking with you in our coaching calls and listening to the the discoveries you were making and the insights and those questions of like, what am I really doing and why am I doing it and who do I really want to help and what does that mean for me and what does that look like and I loved working with you because you were so receptive and you were so open and you were just really letting things come out and not judging yourself but also allowing the process to unfold and being really present for it. And that was just so such a gift to witness and be a part of. And I would love for you to share some of your discoveries and some of the things you learned um, while you were in the school. Well, it's it's so funny to hear you reflect back what you saw in me during that time. And I think it is all true. But what is most interesting to me is that I, I do feel like there are parts of me that like to have control. I like to be organized. I like to know what direction things are heading in and to be in a spot where I was open to new possibilities and it could be anything. The fact that I could kind of go with the flow, be breezy, as my friend Michelle would say, is is really interesting because that's not an easy thing for me to always be able to do because 
it you know it um, it gets me kind of nervous but but it wasn't nerve-wracking it was exciting and invigorating and I knew that I was on the right path because I got to explore some things that I think have been waiting to surface for a long time and I also felt this incredible calmness in myself like for example one of the first speeches that I gave in in the time that I've spent working with you I can recall going up to the lectern and my hands were so still like I felt so relaxed and I'm a little bit of a shaky person like I feel like I have a vibration going on in me all at all times mm-hmm. um, so to to watch myself get up in front of a group of people see my hands be perfectly still and be excited to share whatever that message was was proof to me that I was in exactly the right place that is such an amazing story and I wonder if we can back up for a second because when you said you're you're usually someone who likes to be in control and and knows what's going to happen and in this course you allowed yourself to be breezy do you remember (laughs) do you remember how you did that or what the thought process was or was it just like I'm going to let go and just see what happens yeah I can talk about that I, I think part of it is part of it has to do with the way that I move through this life. So for example, when I started my business almost seven years ago, I made sure that I had a little bit of money put aside so that I could start my business without a whole lot of stress. And I have continued to do that. So I always have a little pile of money that is off to the side in case I need to reach into it. And what has the reason I've done that is because I always want to have the freedom to do what makes sense for me as an individual and my business. So I think when I decided that I was going to explore the public speaking piece of things, I gave myself a little bit of room and time to do all of that, which meant that I wasn't booking as much work because I was, my head was really into what I was doing at the time. And I knew that if if I needed a little bit of money to pull from, I had a place to do that. So I think that was the first part of it. And the second part was I just felt this strong pull in my gut and my heart. And I felt like I needed to listen to that because it was it was important. I've known for a very long time in my life, since I was a young person, that I wanted to share, I wanted to share a message. And I'm not always sure what that is, and I'm still kind of figuring it out, but I've always felt like there's something inside of me that is yearning to be out in the world, and I guess when I said yes to exploring this part of me, I was saying yes to all of the things that I've thought about since a young child. Wow, what a nice gift to give yourself, you know, not only to give that financial cushion, but to also say yes to the voice and know that maybe this is going to turn into something that I could have never expected. But to give yourself that, that, um, yeah, the gift, I guess I would, I would call it, you know. So I'm interested to know, once you were in the course and you were starting to explore what that voice was saying and starting to learn more about the kinds of messages you want to share with the world, what was happening inside of you? What were the discoveries like that you were making? And and where have they led you? Lady, that's a big question. (laughs) (laughs) You can start wherever you want. Yeah, um, I'm going to see if I can kind of piece it together quickly for you. Can can you can you break it down one more time for me? Yeah, I guess it, the question is like what was going on internally for you? And we can just start with that one question if you want cuz I know that it was a real emotional journey and there was a lot of opening up and 
asking yourself questions and journaling and doing interviews with other people and like what that discovery process was like. So do you want to start there? Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. That that's a really good prompt. Sure. So I, I think part of what this process has been about for me is this idea of connecting with other people and helping folks to do the things that they think they can't do. And I, and I believe that that is a reflection of how I, how I respond to my own challenges. When I see something that I think I can't do, I make a plan of how to tackle it. Usually I start with a list because who doesn't want a checkoff box to say that they've done something? So the list is started and then I start to create tasks to accomplish the things that I want to do. And oftentimes it's not just about, you know, have I, have I done this thing? It really is about generating a feeling that comes from making those things happen. Can you so, talk about that? What, is, what do you mean by that? Hmm. So I think part of it is about this feeling of accomplishment hmm. and not necessarily feeling confident in, in knowing that I can do some of the things that are on my list or have been in my brain for a long time. And when I move closer and closer to making that big, scary thing happen, I become bigger and more confident and happier and all of those things lead to helping and, and inspiring other people. So it's not just that I have made a certain amount of money, which is always a lovely thing, especially if it's on the higher end, but, but it has given me a freedom to do the things that I really want to do and I think are meaningful to other people, to myself, and the community that I'm a part of. Gotcha. Okay. So where we are right now in the stories, you're in the speaking school, you're learning about yourself, you're, you're starting to uncover kind of what you want to be talking about. And I know you and I talked a couple of days ago and you have a speaking engagement coming up, I think next week. And you were saying, you know, this is another opportunity for me to learn more about what I really want to be sharing with the world and what parts of this workshop really get me excited versus the things that maybe I feel like I'm supposed to be talking about. And those are all really interesting discoveries because they help you to get closer to the person you really want to be on stage. So mm. do you want to talk a little bit more about that? Yeah. There are two things. The first is the interviewing that I did in this process. A lot of what I'm doing at the moment is I'm talking to creative professionals, which includes photographers like myself, and helping them to figure out how to better brand their business or, brand, or to begin the branding process if they haven't already. And I have just lost what I wanted to say. Don't you hate when that happens? <laughs> um, I, I'm a little bit too excited, so I've short-circuited my brain here. Um, but but the, the interviewing has helped me to figure out how to help other people. And it has also informed me in terms of how I want to continue to grow my business and define what I do. So that's one part of it in terms of figuring out what I want to do and how I want to do it. The other part is each time I push myself to book a gig, even if I'm nervous, once I do that gig, I discover what's working and what isn't working. So for example, the first time I gave my branding speech, I decided I wasn't going to use a presentation, no slides. I was just going to talk to people, look them right in the eyeballs and have a great conversation. And we did. And it was awesome. The second time I, I gave that speech, I decided that I was going to use visuals. So I created a slideshow, I projected. And that was not that was not as meaningful to me because I felt like I needed to spend some time dealing with technology. The lights were dim, I couldn't really see people, I didn't feel as engaged. And on top of that, I realized that there were some words and 
things I was saying that felt like filler. Mm. And I really wanted to get more heart-centered. I wanted to talk about stories that would give people some ideas of what was working and what wasn't working for me. And I wanted to get real. That's great. And so I guess I want to spend the last couple of minutes talking about what advice you have now that you've learned more about yourself as a speaker and you've learned more about the type of things that you want to be sharing. What, what piece of advice would you give to new students? Hmm. I would say listen to that part of yourself that wants to connect with others. Perhaps it's about communic communicating a message to your clients. Maybe it's about being more active in your community or just wanting to be engaged with the people around you. And particularly in this political environment, I think for some folks, they don't feel like they have a voice they don't know how to really express what they're feeling, whether that be fear or excitement or wanting to be proactive. And for whatever the reason is that you're feeling in your gut, dude, listen to it. <laughs> Just go for it because life is short. And if you know that this is where you want to be right now, there is no other time than to listen to that message that your body is giving you. Mm -hmm. I, 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 think, I think that that is one of the things that I have taken from this experience is that I listened to that piece in myself. I went with it. It has opened up so many so many possibilities. It has also connected me with so many other people and I also feel like it has allowed me to let my guard down, which I feel like is another gift in this process. And it's brought me closer to the person that I'm meant to be. And it allows me to better connect with my current client base and prospective clients. And also as I grow the speaking part of what I do I think it just um, it just gets me really excited about the new community that I am going to build and and what that could be. It, it's real. It's really exciting. I, I I don't. I wish you could see me jumping up and down. <laughs> I know. Maybe we should have done the video Skype. <laughs> maybe we should have, Angela. But that would have meant I would have had to shower, and I would have had to shower. So we can't. That's not going to work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. That's so great. And do you want to share a little bit about what you're starting to build now with your photography business? Because I think it is so exciting. Thank you. Yeah, I would love to do that. So, I, you know, I continue to photograph a limited number of weddings, which which I, I love connecting with my couples and photographing one of the most special days for them. But moving moving ahead... I have also started this new line of portraits, which is especially designed for women, and they are called Grace Portrait Sessions, and it is an opportunity for women to come to me to have these empowered, these flirty, these elegant, these beautiful portraits taken of themselves, and I see them as an opportunity for for these classic timeless portraits that they will hold on for themselves to and to be empowered and to be reminded of how special they are but they are also legacies that they are handing down to family to their children to their partners and i, I see them as being an incredible and this incredibly powerful image that they get to share with, with the people they love. And in order to, um, you know, as one way to, to see more of these portraits, you can find me on Instagram at Brave Moments. And you can also find me on Facebook at Sandra Costello Photography. Or you can come to my website, which I haven't even mentioned, SandraLeslie.com. <laughs> Oh, you cut out for a second there. Make sure you say it again because I don't know if everyone could hear that. 
CassandraLovesYou.com is my website and a great place to learn a little more about me and to see more of my work and to connect. Awesome. Is there any last things you'd like to share before we, we jump off? You know, one of the things that I learned from you, Angela, was you can continue to think about things. You can think about what you want to do. You can think about what's right for you. You can think about what your next project is. But thinking leads to more thinking. And sometimes it can lead to trouble. (laughs) I say go beyond the thinking and do it. Because the more you do it, the more you learn and the closer that you come to that message that you're going to share with the world and the message that you are ultimate, you know, ultimately meant to be sharing with, with all, of, all of the folks who want to hear what you have to say. Yes. Thank you for saying that, because that really is the philosophy of the speaking school for women is it's time to go and do this. Like we can think about it forever. We could talk about it forever. But now the answers show up when you go out and you actually do the work that you're meant to do. So thank you so much for coming on the show today, Sandra. It's always a pleasure to talk with you. So excited about the work you're doing in the world. And I hope people do follow you because your images are beautiful. Your work is beautiful. And you're just such a beautiful person. <laughs> Lady, thank you. And, and, and right back at you. Thank you so much for having me this morning. Of course. Isn't she great? Gotta love Sandra. She has such a fun personality. Our second interview today is with... Mindy Rodenberg. Mindy will blow you away with her stories. Enjoy. Okay, I'd love to welcome Mindy Rodenberg to the show. Mindy is an amazing business owner, mom, wife, just an amazing contributor to the community. And she is one of those people who writes handwritten cards. And she, <laughs> and she is someone who appreciates the time people take to build connections and be build relationships. And that's one of the things I love about Mindy. So Mindy, thank you so much for coming on the show today. It is my pleasure. Thank you for having me. And I would love for you to tell everyone a little bit about yourself before we get started. Sure. I love to encourage people to elevate their everyday. I teach people with a purpose, communication skills. This helps them to gain confidence in how they present themselves and their message, which enables them to simply connect with who matters most. And that can be at home, at work, or all the places in between. I feel like when we're more confident with how we present our message, others are open to hear what we have to say. And that helps us build those relationships that truly matter. Yes. And one of the things that kept coming up when you were in the speaking school was your background and that you're from the South and that you really value Southern hospitality and that you try to infuse a little bit of that, that kind of um, like really warm connection with the kind of work you do with your clients and the, the way that you inspire your clients to work with their customers. So I just think that's really great that you're able to infuse that into your work. Well, thank you for noticing that. It is important to me to carry that through in all I do. I feel that when we have consideration for others in all that we do, and that begins with our communication with them, that it really impacts that relationship that we do have with them. Yeah, it does. And it's almost like an overlooked art. You know, it's like a thing that we get so busy with updating our social media and sending out direct mail and, and doing, you know, packaging. It's like, we're not taking the time to say, wait a minute, at the end of the day, we're people helping people. How can we build that connection? And I think that's something you do so well. Thank you. So oftentimes I find the people that I work with have it in their heads that it's all business. And regardless of who it is you're serving business-wise, on the other end of that computer or phone or face-to-face interaction is a person. Yeah. We're, we're people interacting with people. So it brings me great pleasure to bring a human element uh, to businesses and to help them see how they can integrate that into their interactions. Awesome. So one of the first questions I have for you is, you were in the speaking school last spring, and it's been you know seven or eight months since you finished. And I want to know, since you left the school and you finished the course, what kind of unexpected aha moments or growth or developments have arrived as a result of the work you did in speaking school? 
Well, one of the struggles that I had going into the speaking school, and especially in the beginning of it, was being so closely tied to it that the perfection in the execution felt paralyzing to me. And going through the course enabled me to see the overlying theme threaded through everything that I do. Uh, Taking a step back and, and looking through the pieces that we did together and as a group, it really helped me to see, yes, there is this theme through all of this. And I discovered that if we give in to being perfect, which by the way, perfection is just rooted in fear, we're never gonna let anyone hear the important ideas that we have to say that could make a difference for someone else. The work that I'm doing matters and the work that everyone in the speaking school that I went through with mattered too. And no one was just signing up for public speaking just to hear themselves talk. It's because (laughs) we have a message that matters to us and it matters to the people that we want to reach. So I found I was so closely tied to it and to the nuances of my branding that that did feel paralyzing. And what helped me and my big aha was through that refining process over the course of our time together was hearing other women different from me um, who had a mixture of personality and platform. It just opened my eyes and gave me consideration for how others may receive my message. And one of the funny moments was throughout that I would be hearing and watching TEDx talks and webinars and all of these different people speaking their message. And it was the same things that I was saying. And I thought, <laughs> I can do this and <laughs> other people are doing it. So quit feeding the fear of perfection and just do it. So that was one of the ways that you truly helped me through the speaking school is, you know, your motto of stop waiting and start creating and you're walking the talk with that. And it's just inspiring to see you get out there and just try all of these different areas that interest you. And that enabled me to do the same. So thank you. Oh, you're welcome. And it was great to watch you kind of put the pieces together. And we had so many conversations, some some of them starting or ending in tears, because it kind of felt like such a huge opening and this kind of like rebirth of like, what what am I doing? And how am I helping people? And, And why does this really matter to me at my core? And where did this idea emerge from? You know, like those questions really, I think, sat with you and really informed the work you were doing, because you got that chance to be reflective, and to think about like, what are my offerings? And like, <laughs> what is this all becoming? So I think what you started off by saying was, you know, that you were really close to it. And it was hard to get perspective, but you did see these emerging themes through all the different things you offered. And in the end, we're able to create a cohesive brand, right? Absolutely. And I still say that you should accept checks for therapy because you were so helpful (laughs) in helping peel back those layers and help me uncover what was already there. You just helped me be able to pull it out. Yeah. And so... Thank you. And and it was really an honor to be able to be part of that journey. And, you know, when people ask me about speaking school and I say, well, it's about the business of speaking on the surface, but underneath it's like there's a whole hidden world of the personal journey that goes into who you want to be on stage and the mission you really want to share with your audience. And I think you really grabbed onto that part of it and you, you did the hard work because it's not easy to look at yourself and say, what am I doing <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what is this thing? Because you know, anybody can say, well, I do branding. It's like, okay, but like, what does that mean? And so you've really like made it your own. I think that's really special. And I think your audiences really get that. So I'd love to know, um, I'd love to hear a story about what has happened since you've been out speaking, you know, whether it's a success story or just a funny story or something that you want to share with us about your your life as a speaker. Sure. So I have a couple that come to mind. Uh, One of them is so funny. And (laughs) part of the work that we did in Speaking School of Women was focusing on our audience and the energy and what we wanted them to walk away with. So we did the meat and potatoes of the actual talk. But then I loved how you brought in the elements of what it is that you want the audience to feel and through the exercises that you had us do. So my descriptors of what I wanted it to feel like Uh, Part of them were to be inspiring yet relatable. Well, you had told us in the speaking school that you had gotten up on stage at TEDx and did a cartwheel to introduce your talk, which I just thought was so great. (laughs) And then I watched it. So for the listeners, 
please go watch that on YouTube. It is it, the talk itself is wonderful and inspiring. And to see Angela get up and do a cartwheel on TEDx is just amazing. So <laughs> I loved that. So I was on stage speaking to some members at a national conference after I went through the speaking school for women. And part of the work I was doing with them was helping them to feel confident in their message of what they were saying, who they were and what they did to their audience, to who they served and who they wanted to buy their services. And so part of helping them to gain confidence was teaching power poses. And so we stood up, we did some verbal exercises, we did some affirmations, and then I had everyone rise and their heads are held high, shoulders are rolled back, and then they're standing up and I'm telling them how to do the power pose and I'm wanting them to hold it. And the energy in the room was just amazing at this point. And then so I'm <laughs> and I said, okay, and I want you to put your feet shoulder width apart. Well, Angela, I had purchased some shapewear to wear under my dress. <laughs> <laughs> and it was new shapewear, and I hadn't worn it before that day. And I couldn't do the motion <laughs> that I was trying to tell them to do. So I'm on stage at this moment going, oh, my gracious. <laughs> and I just started laughing. And I looked out, and I said, okay, Men, and there were only a couple of men in the audience. It was like 95% women. I said, cover your ears. Ladies, I bought what I now know is the most effective piece of shape. <laughs> and I'm wearing it. And I need you to have your stance wider than mine right now. <laughs> and everybody just cracked up. And it was just a relatable moment of, I don't know if I hadn't seen you do a cartwheel on stage at TEDx that I would have just went with it in the moment. And on my feedback, I ended up having people say, she was so relatable. Those, those were some of the comments I said, which was interesting because that was the exact energy I wanted to bring to the room. Wow. And mention of that, of, you know, hey, we're here talking about branding and how you present yourself and what you say. And I'm telling you, I can't do the pose like I want to because of my shapewear. So. <laughs> <laughs> I consider that a great success. <laughs> yeah, and that's such a great example of how relatability comes through vulnerability because you allowed yourself to be vulnerable up there and say something that you didn't have to share, but you did, and everybody loved it. And it's like another great moment where you get to learn, like, oh, if I just be honest and open about what's going on, people really respond to that, right? <laughs> Absolutely. And the other success story uh, happened just a couple of months ago, and um, my mother unexpectedly passed away. And I spoke at her service wow. and I will tell you that I know the work I did with you through the speaking school surfaced in my content and my delivery. Uh, my composure in that particular moment was an overwhelming answer to prayer. And the work that I did with you truly mattered in my content and my delivery and being able to stand up and speak. I had a framework that served me well in the midst of a state of shock. And so my success in sharing that part is that you never know when you're going to be called to give a speech. And it could be on your topic or it could be something completely new. So the framework that I had from working with you and from going through the speaking school for women it was not only the speech itself, but all the things surrounded it. It really helped me in that time. And I am forever grateful to you for that. So thank you. Wow. You're so welcome. That's really beautiful. And I, I feel so honored that I got to help you through that time too. Because like I said, there's so many hidden gems in the speaking school that come out at different times in your life. And, and you definitely pulled from that to get through that hard time. So congratulations for stepping up to do that. Because I'm sure that wasn't easy. Thank you. Yeah. So I would love for you to tell some of the people who might be considering the speaking school, maybe a piece of advice or something that you maybe would have told yourself when you were thinking about signing up. That's a great insight to ask for. So a few come to mind. One would be definitely be open to feedback and be open to growing. Don't go in thinking, I have all the answers. Be open to what Angela 
not only teaches, but what she knows. Angela is such a gem in leading this that she not only knows how to speak publicly on stage, but she, with her knowledge, is coupled with her background of being a career coach. So she helps you uncover what are the strengths in your message and what are the strengths in you as a person. So be open to the possibility with your potential. Mm, Another one would be see your message as a gift. When you see your message as a gift, it takes the focus off of you and it puts it out into the world as a consideration for others. Can you talk more about that? Like, how did you discover that it was a gift? Because I I, I hear from people all the time, I don't have anything interesting to say, or there are 50 people out there already talking about my subjects. How did you arrive at that conclusion that what you say is a gift? Well, I believe we all have purpose and I believe we all matter and what we have to say matters. And when we see our message as a gift, I see that what I do infuses courage into the people I work with to feel confident in how they connect with others. That could be a business knowing how to explain web copy to them of what are some ways you can get your message across on your website and through your social media outreach to really connect with the person you're trying to reach. In the same way, I could help a mom in her communication skills with her children, with her spouse, and how you really connect and how you communicate, how that enables you to better connect with who matters most. And when I say who matters most, it's who matters most to you in that moment. In one moment, it may be at work and whoever you're trying to do business with. At home, it could be a spouse, a child, uh, a friend in life. It, it could be a number of people. But when you have the confidence in how you communicate, that just elevates your everyday. It elevates the relationships that you have and relationships matter. Yes, absolutely. And that's what I think this is all about as a speaker is building a relationship with your audience and and building an opportunity for trust and for inspiration and taking action and thinking about things differently. So even though being a speaker mostly only happens on stage, you take what you learn as a speaker and you use that in all places in your life for one-on-one conversations and for thinking through how you might want to help somebody in your community. So I think it's great that you're thinking about it that way. Absolutely. And the final piece of advice would be to test out your shapewear and your ability to move in it prior to teaching <laughs> on stage. Especially if you're going to train people to do power poses, right? <laughs> That's really funny. Do they even have any pictures of that that they might want to share with the podcast? <laughs> Not that I'm aware of. <laughs> <laughs> that is really great. That That's a story that will definitely stick with me. <laughs> um, so, Mindy, is there anything else you want to share about your experience or about, um, you know, anything about your speaking business before we jump into how people can find you? What I would share is that if you have any inclination to consider time in the speaking school for women, don't hesitate. It is by far one of the best investments I've ever made, both time-wise and financial-wise. I encourage you just to go for it and to see the possibility with your potential. Thank you. Yeah, and I remember you had sent me a message after speaking school ended, and you said, full disclosure, I've taken other courses before and never finished them, but I was present for all of yours. And I thought, wow, that's a huge (laughs) endorsement. That is huge, because I know it can be hard sometimes when you're not face-to-face to stay engaged, you know? Absolutely. And one of the benefits was going through it with other women going through it. So it wasn't just me looking at a course online or hearing a recording of something. You were walking through it with us as we were walking through it with each other, which was just huge opportunity for growth for me and for the other women. Awesome. Yeah. And that's why I do it live because I really think it's important to be present for it and not just say, well, go watch a video. Good luck. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. So, Mindy, how can people find more information about you? You can find me online at MindyRodenberg.com, and all of my social handles are under Mindy Rodenberg. So connect with me online uh, via social channels or my website. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for coming on the show and sharing some of your experiences and your great stories. <laughs> <I know. laughs> 
I know that they're entertaining, at least for me. So um, thank you. It's always great to talk with you. Thank you as well. That does it for me and Mindy. So much fun talking to her. I love her Southern accent. (laughs) Next up, our last interview was with Don Powell Morris. And Don has some really great stories. And one great story in particular about a banjo player that I absolutely loved. I've never heard before, but it perfectly illustrates the philosophy of the speaking school for women. Enjoy. I'd like to welcome Don Powell Morris to the call. Don was a member of the Speaking School for Women in the spring last year, and she was one of our international students from England, and she is one of my favorite people because she is on this long, lifelong journey of learning and and growing and just always looking for new sources of inspiration, an avid reader. I think I met Don through um, Seth Godin's website, Tribes, like years and years ago. So we're both huge Seth Godin fans, which is like a bond for life. And Don, I just want to welcome you to the show and thank you for being here. Hi there, and thank you very much for having me on the show. And why don't you tell everyone a little bit about yourself? I think you've just covered it beautifully. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> a, a lifelong quest on uh, yeah the answers to, to life through experiences things that have happened um and I just have always had that no matter how hard things may have been there has to be something more um and and also that it's 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 our choice in in how we deal with things um and and I've actually kind of come to the point where my thing is the quest for personal freedom um, because it, it is all about how we choose to deal with anything in our life at any given time. But I don't always feel that people actually understand that and they feel that they're, they're you know, they have to be buffeted around by life, uh, whatever gets thrown at them. And, um, and I'm, I'm sort of, no, <laughs> that isn't the case. You, you always have a choice always to work through and take the lesson and grow and expand and, and make your life as you want it to be. Yes, that is, I love hearing you say that. And I just love everything you're doing because it's just so important to have that sense of freedom in your choices and just in your life and the way you live. So I want to talk to you about what has changed for you since you finished the speaking school because it was, I don't know, seven or eight months ago that you finished. So what have you been up to? Oh, gosh. Um, well, through perseverance on your part, uh, because as, as um, we'll discuss probably in a minute, um, my thing was finding my brand. I really struggled with that because of certain things I've been through. Um, my experiences and things I've looked at were very eclectic, and I was trying to pull it into something that I could explain to people relatively quickly and easily. Need to be on an elevator in the Empire State Building for me to have even got anywhere near explaining what I <laughs> So, um, yes. So, uh, yeah, really, that was so valuable, being able to really focus on on the actual brand side of things um, and, and getting very, you know, a lot more specific. Mm-hmm. And so what have you been able to do with that now that you have a more specific brand and you're clearer on what you want to do? What have you been spending your time on? I'm writing a book. Uh, which uh, very much um, I've wanted to do for so long. And again, the book itself was starting to look like war and peace. So again, that has allowed me to filter it down and make the the really sort of salient points. Um, And so yeah, I'm putting that together. So I've been spending a lot of time working on that. Um, And just really uh, just kind of looking at at areas where what I talk about is is going to be um, valuable, you know, values people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I love that you're talking about writing a book because there was actually another woman in the fall class who at the end of the speaking school said, I'm not ready to speak. I need to write a book. And then I want to speak once the book is out, because then I'll have all my content together. My thoughts will be clear. I'll know what I want to pull from the book to talk about. And then I'll have more um, credibility as a speaker because I have that book you know under my name so I love that you I think in a way you maybe did the same thing like you realized okay now I know what I'm talking about so why don't I write about it and then I can go out and speak about it right definitely yes yeah and I think it is a great introduction to who you are as a person and where you're coming from yeah so did you have any unexpected aha moments growth or developments that arrived as a result of the work you did in the speaking school (laughs) 
the development and I, I already knew as I said that I, I just was so my brand was all over the place and very messy but there just was no brand mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and I used the analogy on one of our coaching calls do you remember where I said trying to focus on this brand is like going packing for holiday and being told you can only take one pair of shoes yes that was the most perfect analogy <laughs> And at one point, one of your brand ideas was something to do with Ruby slippers, right? Well, that's actually still very much a part of it because, um, as I said, it's it's I've I've realised I've been on a quest. It's always been the quest for understanding more about life um, and and how to live it our best way. But and it's it's that you've always had the power within. It's it's always there. It's just sometimes we didn't know or or we've forgotten. Um, and I'm very much because I find. Um, school, things like that, education, it, it very much focuses on academia, but not necessarily personal life skills, which I really think all of us needed and our young people really need. Absolutely. So is that what your book is getting at, is discovering your personal power? or something? Very much so, yes, hmm. yes. Um, because it is, it is in there if you want to go and find it. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. And so now that you're starting to you know, work on this book and get more of a sense of your vision and your brand and the way you want to be representing yourself in the world. What does that feel like? Do you feel a shift inside of you or what, what is that? What's going on? It feels really, just really amazing because when you know you want to do something, but you don't know how to put it across or the message you're wanting to give to people, um, that's, that's, that was the buff for me, a huge challenge. Um, so it, it was just a relief as hard as it was <laughs> to have to take the one pair of shoes, the relief of knowing <laughs> dealt with and sorted and packed. And now I can focus on the journey forward was just brilliant. Really, really good. And I have had other ideas and things crop up, but I've also now learned the, the, the sort of discipline part of to make a note and park it for some, for some other time or to work on as a side thing, but really to just get out there and get started. It's challenging enough as it is with all the marketing things you need to think about, you know, even just like writing a book and publishing and, and, and things like that, um, without having too many things boiling at, at the one time. It, it just, yeah, it, it just gets overwhelming. And then I, I found I didn't move for years. I haven't, you know, I, I probably should have been out there years ago. Um, so this was really valuable. So, yeah. Oh, good. So do you have any wisdom or advice for people who are considering taking the school or thinking about becoming a speaker? Um, well, first of all, take the course. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was really, uh, funny enough, obviously, it being a, a speaking school is that just to speak out, and, and it is challenging when we're first, we're doing all the group coaching calls, um, but then finding over the period of time Everybody else is in the same boat as you are. Uh, they're, they're not sure about their brand. They're unsure of themselves. They know they want to say something, hence why they're on, on the course. Um, but it is that just just acknowledge we're all in the same boat and we're all there supporting each other. And, and just, yeah, say, say, say your piece. Just speak up as hard as it is because obviously you're there on the course to learn to speak anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, and don't take the fear of judgment. I don't think people, or I, my, again, one of my experiences are that people are actually so wrapped up in themselves where we think they're judging us. Um, they're not. They're, they're, they're just caught up with everything else. And they really probably don't even like notice you half the time apart from the pieces that are relevant to them. So yeah. get over just, <laughs> um, But yeah, you're going to sound better than you think you do. And you're, you're going to help others also by speaking up because when you are the one that says, I'm not sure about this or I'm having problems with that, everybody goes, yes, they almost have their aha moments and almost thank you for being the one that spoke up and said it. It's so true. And actually what I noticed on a lot of the one-on-one coaching calls was that when a lot of the women were, um, were in tears over some of the work they were doing because it had opened up some questions that they hadn't considered or that they were afraid of answering. And they felt embarrassed because they were crying in a speaking school. And they're like, this isn't the kind of work we're doing. I'm like, no, this is exactly the kind of work we're doing. And everybody's crying. <laughs> like, <laughs> 
like, and then I'm crying and, it, and it's like we're giving each other permission to have a messy experience and like pick it all up at the end and say, okay, now what does this thing look like? And you're right. Those group coaching calls were a chance to hear, oh, I'm not alone. And other people are having a hard time because it's really important to them that they do this in a way that speaks to their heart and also connects them to the people they really want to help, right? Oh, totally. I've actually been um, listening to and, and watching some Brene Brown, and she talks about guilt and shame, mm-hmm. that she's saying where we block all of that off in trying to be perfect, we're actually blocking the really good creative stuff off as well. So if we acknowledge our embarrassment, our awkwardness, and then the minute it's out, we have made the space available for the, the creativity and the good stuff to come up. The answers can start to come through. So, yeah, join up and cry away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, anybody who needs a good cry, the speaking school is for you. <laughs> yeah, I love Brene Brown. I'm glad you brought her up because I love that she takes away the judgment of the situation. And she says, just like embrace, embrace that, you know, because it's part of the experience of being a human. You know, those, those um, emotions are there for a reason and they're not there to feel bad about. Yeah. And, and also, yeah, when you, you let it out, you give other people permission to admit, you know, we, we start joining the Me Too Club. <laughs> I feel like this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Don, is there anything else you want to add about your experience or about what you've learned or advice you want to share? Um, there was one story which I actually heard from the uh, comedian Billy Connolly, and it was to do with banjo lessons many, many years ago. He turned up at a class and there were about five of them there and that he, he was doing the classes and really enjoying it, going home and practicing so much so that he actually always went a couple of pages ahead ready for the next lesson. And they did about four weeks or so and he turned up only to find the banjo teacher had, had run off somewhere and was not coming back. So the others knew that he was working ahead and actually said to him, well, you run the class. So he did, and he became the banjo teacher. Now, the point is from this is as long as you are a couple of pages ahead of people, you can help people, you can teach them from where you've been. You do not have to be an absolute expert. There is no such thing. It's just that it's, you learn as you go through life. And if you are waiting to be perfect and waiting to have all the answers to everything, you're never going to move. So remember, two pages ahead of the people you are teaching, working with, or speaking to, is, is it, it's okay. Because we're all only ever really a couple of pages ahead at, at, at a time anyway. So that, that would be my my thing that I would leave with people. <laughs> oh, I love that story. That is so perfect. <laughs> and it's so true. Like, I, I do, um, I talk to people all the time about speaking, and they often say, well, I'm not an expert on anything. Why would anyone listen to me? And the story you just shared is the perfect answer. You don't have to be an expert. I don't even know what an expert is, but just to know a little bit more than the people sitting in front of you, you now have value to offer. So go for it. <laughs> trust that the right people will take the value away um mm-hmm. you know again coming back to the you can't please all of the people all of the time mm-hmm. you can't again do that like you can't be the expert you cannot get every single person to to be wowed but those that really matter will be there and will get you and what you have to say and they're the ones they're the ones you came for mm-hmm. awesome so don if if um our listeners want to hear or find out more information about you where can they find you I have um, a website, dawnpalmorris.com. It is under a a little bit of construction at the moment, but the basic information is there and how to get in touch with me is on it. Awesome. And we'll look forward to your book. That's exciting. (laughs) Yeah. Are you running a class on uh, getting your book? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Not right now, but I will put that in my idea folder. <laughs> yeah, I guess the number one piece of advice is to befriend fear while you're writing and to know that fear will walk alongside you as you write every single word and just to invite it to sit with you at your desk and don't try to <laughs> every day. <laughs> what was that? I said fear and I are good friends. We do coffee together every day. <laughs> Perfect. That's the way to start. Yeah, that that will help you write your book. <laughs> well thanks so much Don really appreciate you coming on the show well thank you very much for having me and uh, good luck with everything thank you 
All right. That wraps up my two-part series on Tales from the Speaking School. I hope you enjoyed these conversations, these stories. I hope they inspired you to think differently about what you're doing, whether or not you're ready to get on stage, and if the speaking school is for you. And if you have any questions about whether or not this is the right time for you to sign up, if this is something that makes sense for your next steps, please feel free to email me. I'm happy to pick up the phone and talk with you and see if this is the right next step for you. My email is Angela at AngelaLucier.us. And you can also check out the Speaking School page if you go to AngelaLucier.us and then click on Speaking School and all the information is there about what happens in the school, the stuff I teach. We go through how to build a speaking brand. We talk about how to market yourself as a speaker, how to set your rates so that you're not too overpriced and you're not selling yourself for $5, (laughs) you know, all the stuff that goes into building a speaking business. And it's a, it's a great time. And I hope that you will join us. Um, Before I go, I want to thank my sponsor, McNally Communications. You can say it better. They'll show you how, and you can find her at McNallyCommunications.com. And I also just want to thank you for listening and being along for the podcast and, and for, for the whole journey. Cause you know, I started this podcast in June of last year of 2016 and I said, I don't know, I guess I'll just like try this thing and like see what happens. And it's become so fun. I look forward to doing it every week and I get to talk to so many cool people. And if you have an interest in being featured on my podcast, or if you'd like to talk about having someone you know on the podcast, please feel free to email me and and make some recommendations because this show is for you. So I want to make sure it's what you're looking for. And again, you can email me at Angela at AngelaLucier.us. All right, guys, that does it for me. I hope that you loved what's going on here (laughs) as much as I do. And I will see you next time. So don't forget, stop waiting, start creating. See you next time.